Today we'll be sharing our running stories, the difference between runners and people who run, as well as being terrorized by coyotes. I'm Greg. I'm Noah. And you're listening to ZZ Talk. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. Today we'll be talking about running. Now, running for my dad and I is completely different than it is for probably most runners because we have a love-hate relationship with it. We're going to get into our stories and we're going to talk about the difference between runners and people who run, as well as a little bit of an exciting bit at the end, as you might have heard in the intro. So we're going to start off with our perspective stories and uh, I'm going to bring it over to my dad. So my running career began in high school. So since we like to talk about different generations, it's fair to say it was a generation ago. And I ran high school cross country. I had never run before. And I'm not really sure what motivated me to try out. I'm not sure there was try out. Those were air quotes you didn't see. And I um, got into running that way. I, you know, Back in the day, there was no email. So you ended up getting a list of uh, miles that you needed to run per week in advance of the um, actual practices that began in August. Music wasn't portable back then, was it? I think there were there were there were walk Sony Walkmans. Was it common to see people like runners running with their music? I don't remember seeing that many people running with disc or cop, um, cassette tapes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's true. I, I can't imagine running without uh, listening to music. Yeah. So it, it's kind of strange to me that you just ran in silence, I did. listening to I yourself did. breathe. Well, remember early in our in our when I resumed running uh-huh. because you got me back into running. Right. We ran in silence until that particular race at PTI. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Um, Maybe that was you. I feel like we weren't allowed to do it during cross-country practices, Mm. but uh, continue on. It was what, 1986, 1982. Uh, Yeah, I can remember because I was going into high school. Wow, you're even older than I thought. It's because I don't look old, right? Yeah, anyway, right. Um, so you're running, right? There you go. <laughs> so that was how I started running, and um, you know, I remember thinking, oh, okay, one mile, two mile, three miles. But by the time you got to the August cross country practice in hot, humid New Jersey, you know, you had to be running ten miles. And of course, as a non-runner, I thought, who runs ten miles? Oh, well, the cross country team obviously runs ten miles. So that was the very beginning of my running, and and. And uh, as daunting as it as it might sound, as though it felt at the time, mm-hmm. I never felt like it was unreasonable. It was wow, I got to run a lot. But you know, back when you're going into high school and you're in ninth and tenth grade, before you're able to really work, what else do you have to do in the summer? I agree. I mean, that was kind of how it was for me when I was in high school. I mean, first of all, you have all the energy in the world, right. and second of all, I mean, I'm only. 23 so i still have a pretty decent amount of energy but it's it's just uh interesting to me that i I did running so often i I mean my whole life kind of revolved around it on weekends you and i would run Mm -hmm. and on the weekdays i would spend maybe eight ten miles running and i didn't really think anything of it now for me if i run a 5k i'm like okay that's my i'm good for for the day (laughs) (laughs) no question so talk a little bit about how you got to run uh so i started running Pretty much almost purely off of a joke from a TV show, uh, The Middle. It was an episode Rachel. where, exactly, where the main, one of the main characters, Sue, she couldn't get onto any sort of team whatsoever. So she went for the no-cut cross-country <laughs> team, and she almost got cut from it. 
But she completed her first race after getting lost, and somebody said, uh, what was it? She had the heart of a champion and, and the, legs the legs of, of a spectator. spectator. <laughs> and I just thought that was so funny. So I said, you know what? Why don't I just try out for cross country? My dad, uh, he has a picture of his old team uh, and an individual photo of him uh, on the cross country team uh, that's been in the garage for a while. And he told me one or two things about it. And I hadn't taken up running as a hobby, I guess, at all. And I had just done it in baseball. So I was, I thought it was the perfect time to do it. Mm-hmm. So I went in, and let me tell you, never start running just because uh, it might be funny or it might be a joke or something like that. That might be a specific situation. Only start running if you have a goal in mind and you really start planning on doing it. And for me, I mean, the transition uh, was pretty quick from complete novice to somebody who could run. But at the same, professional runner, are you? Not nearly, and we're going to discuss that later. Okay. Um, but at the same time, I mean, I got my butt handed to me the first practice. I remember just sprinting out there, uh, thinking I was so much faster than everybody. And after about a quarter mile, I was like, "Oh, this is kind of tough. <laughs> kind of slowing down here." And it was the hot July heat and everything. You remember, right? And was it City Park? Yep. Oh my goodness! And that one humbled me. Mm-hmm. And then my parents generously picked me up. And handed me an entire cookout tray mm-hmm. uh, to fuel myself for we the next one. We do what we can for you, Noah. But my dad and I, uh, he ran with us at the cross-country practices that summer. And we both got better and better. And then we ran our first 5K. And since then, it's kind of just gone, well, uphill and downhill yeah. from there. Well, I think it's important to say that my running career essentially stopped when I went to college. And didn't start again until you started running cross-country in high school. So was that, what year was ago? that? 2012. Yeah. 2012. July so 2012. we started running... And we trained, more air quotes, uh, for our first 5K that my office was doing. And um, I'll always be grateful to my, my friend and colleague, Cindy, who, who instigated that. And we did that as a, as a, as a team, as a staff, and, uh, many members of our staff. And uh, you joined us, and that was the very beginning of a lot of 5Ks over time. Well, I'm grateful for them, but I'm not grateful for the course. Yeah, no, that, the course was terrible. That was insane. Yeah. But we had a reward in mind. We did. For our first actual 5K, well, the reason why we ran it, because we run to eat and we eat to run, mm-hmm. uh, was because there was a new Zaxby's birthday cake shake. Right. And we justified it to ourselves. If we can run for 30 or less minutes and burn, I don't know, what, three, 400 calories? 400 calories. Yeah, we deserve about triple that, right. about 1,200 calories right. in a Zaxby's shake. Yeah. And it's really only 800, though, net 800. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? The shake wasn't that good. No, it wasn't. But the reward of the actual run was what kind of bolstered us into the next four years of my running career right. and what we did after that. Yeah. Well, what don't we... forget the, the USA Olympic shirts that we stopped and got on the way home, too. I loved that shirt. Yep. That was yeah. a great, I still have mine. That was a great shirt. Yeah, yeah I don't know where mine went. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, how many 5Ks have we run since then? Probably, I don't know, 75? I don't know. You know, that seems like a lot, and maybe it's not quite that many. But while you were in college, not running them as often as I was, I was running a whole lot. Because that was one of the great things. That is one of the great things about running is it helped me find a community mm-hmm. of friends, some of whom I work with, that really motivated me. Um, to continue running, especially after I lost my running partner. And let's be clear, mm. we ran together, but we didn't run together. And I always felt like we should never really run together, right? We should be out there together, mm-hmm. but you should be faster than me because you've got, you know, a few miles, no pun intended, <laughs> less than I do. Well, you. exactly. And I think that's what made the experience more meaningful, in my opinion, is that we both had different times and different ways of running. 
but at the end we were still sharing that same experience yeah. you know the grueling it was definitely heat. it's definitely been a bonding experience for us absolutely and yeah. being able to train together and complete different events together uh, i mean i'd say it really brought us uh, closer back in 2012 when yeah. i started and uh, much like you i you know ran in college for uh, just a little bit recreationally mm-hmm. not on a team mm-hmm. uh, but uh, i kind of dropped off after a while and i'm picking up back up again so it's been and i'm glad i am too It's been good and bad. Uh, Obviously, there are uh, actual runners and people who run. And And there is a difference. There is a big difference. What are you, Noah? So I would say at my current state, I am a person who runs. And where am I? Ooh. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I'm going to go ahead and classify you as a runner. You're kind. You're generous. You know why? Why? Because you might not think that way, but... All throughout, you know, my time in college, you kind of took it a step further. You were running even more. You were running greater distances. You never really stopped. You never took that break after you started, what, nine years ago or so. So I would say that while you might not enjoy it as much as a marathon runner would, which we are marathon we runners are, let's at this be clear. point. Uh, you know, you're not just a person who runs. It's not necessarily just a hobby. It's sort of a way of life for you. You said, I mean, what are some of the benefits for you when oh you actually gosh. do it? Well, first of all, it's stress relief. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot about running, and I think you and I both agree that running is much more mental than physical. I mean, it's very physical, too, but I mean, the, the therapy, the, the things I think about, the, the time I have out there to sort of hopefully distract myself mm-hmm. from the from the wear and tear on my body as I'm running. Um, it's a time where I can think about things that are work-related, that are, that are family-related. Um, it also gives me a great sense of accomplishment. Um, it also gives me the steps that I'm always looking for because I've got goals thanks to my Apple Watch. Yeah. Um, but it, it, I think more than anything, it's um, if I accomplish nothing else during a day, at least I've been out there um, accomplishing a goal for myself. And that's very satisfying, both emotionally and, and physically. Yeah, I agree. And ironically, it's kind of like a recharge mm-hmm. besides depleting the energy that you have while yeah. you're running. I mean, you know, for me and yourself, I think that sometimes... You know, we don't always want to be around people 100% of the time. Sometimes we just need to uh, take a step back and have some time to ourselves. That's the perfect, I mean, that's the perfect activity for it, if anything. I mean, you are basically alone with your thoughts because like you said, it's mental Mm -hmm. just as much or more than physical. And I mean, it's been something that's been able to help me clear my head. It's been something that I've been able just to do because I know I'm meeting a goal just like you. So overall, I think we have the same kind of uh, ideals about running. But I feel like you've put into practice more consistently, at least, than I have over the past couple of years. I also think it's a very efficient form of exercise. Walking and running, you know, you can just go out and do it, mm-hmm. right? You don't have to go somewhere. You don't have to go to a pool to swim. You don't, mm-hmm. have, you know, some people have a pool where they can swim. But you can, you don't have to get in a car to go somewhere. You can just go out and run or walk. Um, both of which are great for you. Yeah. And I think that um, lends itself to my doing it more because it's readily available to me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What was your best mile time? Do you remember? 1958. Yep. I know for those of you listening who have any um, you know, understanding or appreciation or respect for running, you don't have any respect for me right now. 1958 was on, what did I say, my 18th birthday? Uh, yes, I yeah. think that's what you said. And so. what a great time to set a record, right? <laughs> yeah, it was... Um, it's sad that it was that long ago, but you know, at this point in my life, you know, if I'm running uh, a 5K in, in the 26s, I feel like that's good. Yeah, I absolutely think so. In the 26 minutes. 
you know. Well, there's some statistic. It was 85% of people can't run a 5K. And the people that can, I think it's about, I think it's 30 minutes and over. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the better you do, the the lower perc- uh, percentile are in, which yeah. is good. Or yeah. higher percentile, I don't know. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I know what you're saying. Yeah. What about your best single mile time? Do you remember that? Presidential fitness test days? Yeah, I, I, you know, those were so long ago for me. I would, you know, if I could run an eight-minute mile, that that sounds, I, you're going to laugh at that, mm-hmm. I know, because I know what yours is. Mm-hmm. But it was probably in the sevens back when I was a teenager. I was never a great runner. I mean, another I was never a fast runner. So to be in the sevens when I was in my, you know, teenager, in my teen years, you know, if you're running just under 20 minutes mm-hmm. one time in your life, mm-hmm. you're probably running in the six and a half to seven and a half mile range. And, you know, if I was longer than that, then clearly it was probably more like seven minute miles, which sounds pretty good now. Because, yeah. you know, if I get an 8.30 mile now, that's pretty good. I'd say so, especially when you're running distance. So uh, tell me what your separation between a person who runs and an actual runner would be. Yeah, you know, I think of um, people that I know who run who just look like they um, they smile when they run. <laughs> um, they almost like glide on air. Um, they they You can look at a runner and know they're a runner. Right. No one has ever looked at me and said, there's a runner, except for you, apparently. But I, and I appreciate that. But, um, you know, I, I got to work hard when I run. And I think you see that in me. Yeah. Whereas the people who are, are runners just look like it is a pleasant experience and mm-hmm. they just can't not do it. Yeah. Um, now, I, I, I want to do it and I do do it. But I think when you look at me while I'm running, you think, you can't wait till the end. Yeah, and I don't think there's anything That's wrong with that. That's my definition of it. I don't it. think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I think most runners are thinking about that. You know, when is the end so I can reach my goal, so I can set that new time, so I can put have that new benchmark for myself. Obviously, there are people who enjoy the process, but I think at the end of the day, everybody's looking for the end in one form or another. I'd say this, too. You know, I use a running app, uh, the Nike um, running app. Sponsor us. Right. And, um, <laughs> and one of the things I've obviously been made aware of over time is, you know, we talked about it, this being more mental than physical. Mm-hmm. If I set that for four miles, um, I'll get the four miles done. Mm-hmm. If I set it for five miles, I will get the five miles done. But right. if I set it for 3.1, which I typically do, it makes getting much farther than that, that much more difficult. Because again, it's mental. You know how far you're going. And frankly, I have a route that's three and a quarter, mm-hmm. and that's the one I run regularly many times a week. And so... I know where I'm supposed to be at a half a mile, or a mile and a half, every quarter of a mile. It reminds me, you know, how far I've run. So, again, it's the whole mental thing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like people with habits, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you do something a certain way. You're used to doing something the same way every single day. It becomes comfortable to you. Right. It becomes something that you maybe don't enjoy doing, but you know the process and you know it well. So I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very it's very much a different thing to go from a 5K to a 10K to a half marathon. You really have to push past that wall, mm-hmm. that mental boundary in your head that's saying, I need to stop. Yeah. And I think it's interesting because I feel like I'd classify myself as a runner when I was uh, younger, when I'd started out, when I was really in my groove because I was running each day. I didn't really think much of it. But I would also say that I was a bad runner in terms of my mindset. You know, I did it 
I did it effortlessly enough to where it wasn't a problem for me doing it. And I was able to go fast. I was able to perform on my team. But at the same time, I felt, I always felt like it was, I was just like, oh, when's this going to be over? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, you know, I hate this. I feel like I wasn't doing it for my health necessarily as much as I was just doing it because I had done it Mm -hmm. and it was something familiar to me. And there's nothing wrong with that inherently. But I think now I'm a person who runs with a better mindset about running. Mm -hmm. You're on your way to being a runner. Exactly. And I was so goal oriented. Mm -hmm. I, I was, it was kind of. I had a narrow sort of tunnel vision mm-hmm. when uh, I was younger. And I think now I'm saying, you know, I don't have to be that person who is just insanely competitive with my own time. I don't have to beat myself up just because I don't run uh, under 20 this time. Right. I, I think yeah. I think it's a lot healthier for me, it's too. It's a lot healthier. And, and again, I, you've heard me say this before. The older you get, the less you care. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still care, of course, mm-hmm. a lot. But at the same time, I'm not going to beat myself up if I'm in the 27s. If I'm in the 28s, it's like, oh, well, I had a slow day. But whatever. You know what? I was out there doing it. If I'm in the 30, if I'm 30 minutes, Mm -hmm. that's not my best time. But at the end of the day, that was still, I did it, right? Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I mean, and I'm no participation trophy person, even though we love our medals. We do love our medals. So they they sit in a drawer in my office, but, you know. Mine are still hanging up in my room. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I would say that getting out there is probably the most important part yep. you know setting yourself up for that success mm-hmm. uh, so with that in mind we've done uh, n- numerous amounts of 5ks i've done two half marathons my dad has done i've done four, four mm-hmm. and we've each done a marathon mm-hmm. and a number of marathon relays so let's start out with what was your favorite 5k race that you ran or at least some of your favorites yeah that's hard to say there's been a lot of 5ks over over time um, you know, I like the mud runs. I like, you know, and, and we've run a lot of straight 5Ks, but we've also done a few mud runs. Um, we did the Rugged Maniac, which was a lot of fun. Was the Rugged Maniac uh, 2016? That was the day of your high school prom. Oh, that's right. That was right. such a fun race. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. And it's a great t-shirt, too. Yeah, we we also do it for the for the t-shirts. All that's to say, um, you know, I, I, I can't think of a, a favorite 5K um, I, I like the jingle jog. It's usually really cold. Um, I like, uh, that's in December, of course. I really like it's the, freezing. um, uh, the relays. I love a marathon relay. Right. Especially when I can control it and I get the shortest distance. I agree. I love <laughs> marathon relays, except for the fact that I'm waiting to start again. And we have one two weeks from today, by the way. Yeah. Happy Valentine's Day uh, to everyone out there. We'll be spending our holidays, like usual, running. Running. Um, But uh, it's something we do every year. And I think this is actually the final chapter for both of us. For me, I'm retiring from this particular race after. Because the stop and go is hard. Yeah, it certainly is in the hills that you have to run. Yeah. But uh, I would say my favorite 5Ks have probably fallen into categories of our mud runs. Mm -hmm. Because those change things up. and. I mean, they were kind of difficult too, but it kind of turns on your adrenaline. Yeah. You know what you I'm saying? You also like that he won one of them. Was that the one you lost your shoe in, or did I lose? Yeah, yeah I lost yeah. my shoe. I was yeah. on my birthday yeah. too. Yeah, there so you go. we both have good birthday stories. That's but right. I remember the first mud bug we did uh-huh. in 2013. That was really good. Yeah, I just got rid of that shirt. Yeah. By the way, I so did it I the other day. So yeah. did I. Yeah, it was really it was about shirt. it was about time. In 2013. Yeah. yeah, it was a little small on me at that mm. point, but uh, I remember uh, they had. I think it was free at the end. I think Krispy Kreme had sponsored it. Yeah. And I don't know if our listeners have heard of this or tried one for themselves. Uh, remember, <laughs> we run to eat and eat to run. <laughs> this is not an endorsement. Watch out for your health. But I remember they had these Krispy Kreme burgers. and Which sounds terrible and is actually 
delicious. <laughs> a lot better than you think. There's the donuts, uh, two donuts with a patty in the middle, and you can add cheese if you want. And I know it sounds disgusting, but it is so I ate like three. It, it was so I don't good. like donuts, and I'm not a huge hamburger fan, but the combination of the two is pretty amazing. Easily the most American thing that runners can do yeah. right now is eat those crispy cream <laughs> burgers. Uh, yeah, ask your doctor before doing yeah. that. And then, of course, all these 5Ks and half marathons sort of culminated, well, I wouldn't say culminated, but they led to the one full marathon that we have both run. Yes, and that was the Disney World 2016. Five years ago this month, yep. Wow, 2016 yeah. uh, marathon. The one that starts in the Epcot parking lot, takes you through four parks, mm-hmm. the wild, wide world of sports, and then you're back in the Epcot parking lot. I'm here to tell you, 26.2 miles is a much longer distance than 13.1, and I know what you're thinking. Yeah, no kidding. It's twice the distance. It feels like five times the distance. But oh, yeah. we did it. Those, there's an old story about um, the Nike slogan where they got the slogan from. Apparently, there's it was maybe like Roman times or Greek times. So this guy carried, I guess, the Olympic torch in 26.2 miles, screamed out Nike, and then died. (laughs) And that's about right. I mean, that's about right. And Nike, I think, sort of stands for victory or some sort of accomplishment. And uh, I I feel like I felt like that guy at the end. Um, I remember finishing, and I was just in so much pain. It was a great life experience. I'm really glad we did it. You wanted to do it before you graduated from high school. Mm -hmm. I wanted to do a marathon before I turned 50. We accomplished our goal. I don't have to do it again. I agree. And I don't feel compelled to run another race like that. And, um, you know, there's so many people who want to continue doing that. Maybe one day I will, but I highly doubt it. I remember that pain well. Well, and and, and it's not just the day of. It's all the training. I mean, in order to be able to run 26.2 miles, you've got to be able to run, uh, you know, um, go out there and run 15 miles at a time, 20 miles at a time. Yeah. And that takes a lot of time to go out there and have those training runs. I remember it. My Saturdays and Sundays, I would, you know, allocate two, two and a half Mm -hmm. hours just to running around all of the neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. And two weeks before we even started, I was at work and I couldn't even walk on my right foot. It hurt that bad. So I had to take a little bit of time off of running and, you know. it makes it harder. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, I ran the entire time. I didn't have a stellar time. It was around four hours or so. But You were waiting for me at the end. Yeah, but I, we did it. Yeah. You know, we can say we did it. You ran the lion's share of the run. I did. I and had a knee issue. We got but, our medals, yeah. we got our pictures, and we got our Crystal Palace buffet mm-hmm. uh, right after. Priorities are food. Yeah, and I remember I was saying I was really, I was like, I was really tired when we were walking around parks remember after that. How we were walking around how sore we were. And oh, yeah. The uh, best part, though, was we had the medals on, and uh, people would walk past us and say, uh, oh, congratulations. And yeah. Like, oh, so many people said <laughs> so that. Great. I remember I was like, oh, I'm tired. Can I just sit this one out? And you're like, come on. Like, and I'm like, I'm like, are you kidding? We just ran a marathon. <laughs> I was like, what's wrong with you? You're like, it's not that bad. I'm a lot older than you. But it, I guess he was just trying to build character for yeah. me. Uh, regardless of the fact, that was uh, a big life accomplishment yep. for both of us, yep. and I'm still proud of it. Um, I've enjoyed our half marathons as well, but it all culminated. I think it was great because we started with the 5K. We went to the maybe relays, mm-hmm. and we did the half marathons, mm-hmm. and then we made it finally mm-hmm. uh, to uh, the actual thing in Disney. So... Uh, I, I think it was a natural progression yep. of pretty great things. And that was only four years after we started, yeah. honestly, or less. But, um, yeah, so that is basically our definitions and stories of us as runners versus 
runners and but people. Before who we run. go, we do have to talk a little bit about current running circumstances. Oh yes, we do. And uh, so this is interesting. Uh, so I wake up and uh, I think it's a weekend or maybe no, it was uh, Monday. It was Monday, uh, Monday and um, my dad comes over to me and says. Uh, so we have a little issue in our neighborhood, and I was like, huh? And keep in mind, we like to run in the neighborhood. So he pulls up uh, his Facebook group, and uh, it's for our neighborhood, and he says, uh, look who posted uh, that this person has a coyote in their backyard. Our next-door neighbor. A coyote. And coyotes don't look like the Roadrunner coyote, as like what you would think, but it's mating season for them, so it's... Uh, it goes from January to mid-March, something like that. I think it's just through the month of February. I'm I'm making it just through the month of February because I'm gonna not I'm gonna stop looking for coyotes March first. Yeah, so there are coyote sightings in backyards, porches, front yards, and uh, apparently you need to keep your pets safe, keep them away, and uh, they're naturally scared of humans apparently. But I don't want. I, I mean, I went out running the day that I learned that, and I was checking over my yeah. shoulder. Like, but in the daylight, I'm not going to worry about it. It's it's the because I did yesterday too, mm-hmm. but the um, dusk and dawn hours are the problem. Yeah, I I, I was running at 4:30, mm-hmm. and I was like, it almost felt like a movie, like a race to yeah. the finish. And I was like, all right, I got this much Remember time. Remember the first night daylight. we went out, we took the dogs out, and it was all misty and dark. And lo- <laughs> we like, made it halfway down the driveway. We thought we saw a coyote in our neighbor's front yard, and we turned back around. I'm pretty sure it was a coyote, and <laughs> I've seen three in one week. Yeah, it's crazy. And, I mean, the weather, uh, the scenery looked like the poster from The uh, Exorcist. Yeah. You know, it, it was just... It really did. Yeah, it was It was just so perfectly imperfect yeah. for that time. Um, so and, the point is, is it's compromising our running. But I think I'm going to brave the coyotes. I was going to say brave the elements, but I'm just going to brave the coyotes tomorrow and, and do it. Well, do you hear the howling? I do. Sometimes at night? I do. And, you know, travel in packs and everything. And... Uh, I, I don't know. I was looking behind my shoulder every 10 seconds. Yeah. Well, depending on what happens it. tomorrow, this might be my last podcast episode. So wish me well. <laughs> <laughs> Going to let me take all the ad revenue? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so our neighborhood is being uh, apparently infested by coyotes. <laughs> He's kidding. <laughs> and um, you're not allowed, animal control can't do anything about it. So your best practices are just to let them do what and keep your pets in. They want to do keep your pets in, uh-huh. even giant dogs. But the problem is, who has those? <laughs> if we see, uh, if our dogs see coyotes, they're gonna freak out, and then the coyotes might try to attack our dogs. And given how big they are, you can't really tell them where to go. You I don't really want to be in that, in, a direction. in that scenario that that's, you just described. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So we're kind of. Uh, uh, confined to our house, yep. like a second quarantine. <laughs> and uh, we've started on the treadmill again for running. So, Which is terrible. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it, it was so hot in there. Mm-hmm. And I, I got to say, it was interesting to run so much in September and stuff like when we started and enjoy that a lot more than outside running. And now that I've been outside running, it's so much harder. Well, we gym. both agree, too. It's it's better. We're better runners in the colder weather. Yeah. So the humidity inside the gym mm-hmm. makes it more difficult and then being on the treadmill. So I'm just going to keep going as long as I can outside. Yeah. Until it's too hot and then i got to go inside. Yeah, certainly. Do you have any, uh, as sort of a final thoughts wrap up, do you have any goals for your the rest of your running career? 
Um, I don't know if I've thought that far. I want to be able to run as, as long as I can. Mm-hmm. I know your mom said to me recently, well, at such and such a point, you won't be running. And I thought, oh, I, I never considered that. Um, I mean, it's tough on the body. No. Um, I've had two back surgeries. I've had a fractured pelvis. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, I'm great. And um, so I want to be able to keep running as, as long as I possibly can. But what I've learned in the last year or two, especially with the, the pelvic thing, is... Listen to your body. Listen to your body, and I don't have to run 10, 8, 10 miles at a time. I can go out and run uh, three, three and a half, four miles in a given day, multiple times a week, and have had a good run, good exercise, feel good about things, mm-hmm. and um, I'm, I'm satisfied. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, the things you learn. But I think the good thing about that is, too, uh, you started working out again in, what, 2006? And then you transitioned to another form of exercise, uh, you know, six years later. I mean, imagine if one day running becomes too much for you or you can only put it down to one or two mm-hmm. uh, runs a week. I know you don't like thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's always, there's so many. There's yeah. the elliptical. There's walking, there's elliptical, there's swimming. There's the stair machine, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I stay away from mm-hmm. because I've tried it before and it's really, really hard. Mm-hmm. And you could do burpees, you could do. Oh yeah, they're uh, my favorite. I, I try to do those at least, you know, an hour a day, every day. Or you can take up yoga. You ever thought of that? Uh, yeah, I can't reach my knees, but sure. And I know yoga is not just stretching. I know that, but. You know, does require a flexible person. I have done that in Pilates and would rather go out and run. But you know, yoga, especially now, uh, I mean, because I'm the same way, I was never, you know, the flexibility person on the presidential fitness test, mm-hmm. uh, especially with hot yoga and other forms uh, of the classes I teach. It's becoming more of an inclusive community type thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, I am not nearly at the level. I can, I, I don't even think I can touch my toes um, well, at least if I go quick, I can touch my toes, but I can't sustain it. But it's for all skill levels and all types of people. Mm-hmm. And I think that gradually helps uh, others become way more experienced at yoga without having to feel that pressure or sort of uh, being ostracized. So I would recommend you take a class when things uh, clear up or a virtual class. Uh, we have a couple mats, I think, but I'd highly recommend it just for flexibility options. And who knows, it might help prevent injury, yeah, right? You never know. Uh, five years ago, well, ten years ago, you would not. I would not have believed that I'd be the runner mm-hmm. that you say I am today. So you never know um, what ten years will bring. Exactly. Well, you heard it here first. Greg is going to become a big yogi, big time yogi. Uh, that's me. Yep. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all we have for today. Thank you so much for listening. This has been our third episode, and we plan on doing many more. Uh, once again, you can follow us on Instagram at ZZ Talk Podcast, and uh, you can check out our uh, Facebooks for more. We'll be advertising a little bit uh, more about what we're going to be doing. I'd love to build a website too, just to be able yeah. to have uh, sort of an I give people an idea about uh, where to go and what we're talking about and what we plan for the podcast and, and solicit ha- ideas. Absolutely, and have people connect with us right. a little bit more. Yeah. Obviously, you know our listeners right now are our friends uh, but it's going to expand at some point and we'd love to be able to uh, reach a wide variety of people but uh, I know this was a niche episode but it's something that means a lot to us and that's what we're going to talk about and I do want to say that this whole entire episode has been dedicated is dedicated to my friend Chris who does not like to run doesn't understand why I run 
and has told me he will never run. And I commend him for that because I, I <laughs> He's never a very smart man. I never recommend <laughs> running to anybody. Run at your own risk, you know? Right. It's like the stock market. <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks again uh, for listening. I'm Noah. I'm Greg. And this is ZZ, ZZ Talk. Talk.